Welcome, everyone. I want to start by telling you why this podcast exists. Here's the thing. If you get out of bed in the morning, you are impacting someone with your life. We are telling a story, and every day is like one chapter in that story. The time will come when there are no more chapters to write, and the people we care about and the people that come after us will simply be reading our book. I don't know about you, but I am not that great of a storyteller, so I have to find an outline to follow. The most amazing outline that I have found is the one that Jesus gave us with his life. This podcast is about talking to people using that outline to write their own amazing stories. Our podcast is produced by Be Fun, Be Kind Podcasts. If you would like to explore podcasting yourself, Check out BeFunBeCon.com to learn how to create impactful conversation through podcasting. That's also where you can learn more about our mission and even partner with us through our journey. You can find us at BeFunBeCon.com forward slash Jesus taught me that. We would also love if you would just share this podcast with someone. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we are chatting with Alicia and Whitney McDermott. Alicia and Whitney, it is great to have you on, and my goodness, I don't even know where to start in introducing you to You write your own music. I know you both are published authors. You have your own podcast that you guys are co-hosting. You have your own ministry and nonprofit organization that you guys operate together, so you guys are on the ball, and I know that you have both been traveling recently with your music. I know that you guys just have a lot of stuff happening and a lot of stuff going on. Let me just stop and ask what is going on in your life recently how have you guys been hey yeah. first of all thank you yeah for we're so excited we have a podcast and so oftentimes we're the ones that like are interviewing other people so it's fun to to be on the other end of that but we just want to say hello and we just appreciate so much you inviting us to be on the show today yeah we just got back from a trip to atlanta and it was really cool we were Honored as Dope Women in Radio was the title with about seven other women for our podcast coming up higher. And while we were there, we got to record some new Christmas single with our producer in Sean Hill in Atlanta. And so it's been a busy month so far and I, I'm excited. But yeah, thank you so much for having us on. Yeah, absolutely. Man, Dope Women in Radio. Is that what you said? That's a cool name. That's amazing. Yeah, we are absolutely excited to have you guys on. And I know that you guys both have a, a really amazing testimony. And I want to focus on that first before we get into some more of the stuff that you're doing now. And I just want to understand where you guys are coming from in all of this. And I think a lot of your music and a lot of your story is based on you know, the testimony that, that both of you guys have. And I think that, that you may be shared together. But let's just start there. If you would just introduce us to your testimony a little bit and just introduce us to yourself and what started you on this journey. Yeah. If you didn't know already, we're sisters. <laughs> so we go all the way back and we just have a really neat musical heritage. Our grandparents traveled around in gospel quartets and our mom is a beautiful singer. She's led worship at different churches and our dad was a musician. He's also a pastor part and full time for over 30 years. Singing has just really been in our DNA. Like we don't ever, some people ask like, when did you start singing? And ever remember a time where yeah. we, we weren't singing just because our mom would put us up on stage at church as, as soon as she could. 
So we just, we grew up singing and enjoyed it, but it was just always like a, a hobby or just like a passion that we never really thought was going to go anywhere. We would have loved for it to have, but we just sometimes you're born with these passions and these dreams, but then life hits and difficult things happen and you can have insecurities or doubts about, am I good enough or, or could this really go somewhere? And so we had just, by the time we were teenagers, decided that it was just a hobby, something for fun, and that we would take the secure route. And there's nothing wrong in doing, having a secure type of profession or anything like that. But for us, it was, we were just trying to control things ourselves or make things happen for ourselves instead of or being, yeah, compromising instead of being like, God, what do you have for us? What did you create us for? We didn't really have that conversation with God. I was going to uh, college for business and marketing. Alicia was going, uh, getting her general education done for nursing. And during that time, our dad was diagnosed with cancer. And he, it was a really quick, quick cancer because he had told us on Monday and by Thursday he passed away. And so at that point, we're just in our early 20s and just devastated because we obviously loved our dad and he just was such an important piece of our life. And he's our pastor and our friend and mentor and all of these things on top of just being our dad. And that's when we really found ourselves at rock bottom. And that's when we had that conversation with God of, okay, what does life look like from here? Where do we go from here? Because everything, all the plans we had made, everything we had decided we would do really just crumbled at that point. And that's when we we said, all right, God, if music is a part of the plan or whatever way you want us to go, we're willing to do. Yeah. And it was what I love about God is that he places things inside us that we're going to need, like from an early age. And so whether you realize it or not, you have what you need inside of you that he placed that in you to get through what life's going to throw at you, to be able to fulfill your purpose and your calling like it's in you. And that's what music and songwriting was for us and worship, the heart of worship. That's what got us through that difficult grieving time, just going from our dad saying on a Monday morning, I haven't told you guys, but I feel like I need to tell you now I have stage four pancreatic liver cancer to Monday night, him being rushed to the hospital, put into a comatose state until he passed that Thursday. Like the whiplash of that alone, of just like the shock of losing someone and dealing with that when you're 20 and 22, like, I'm just so thankful for music and songwriting and prayer and worship and the scripture. That was what sustained us during those days. And God not only gave us those tools to cope with it, but then he allowed us to make something out of that. Like the scripture in Isaiah says, he takes our ashes and turns them into something beautiful so that then we have songs now that are ministering to other people who are broken and going through situations. And so that was really the genesis, the the start of Alicia and Whitney, this music ministry that we have. And it's morphed into some different things, some different areas like missions work and a podcast and things like that. But like the heart of worship and communing with the father is like, what birthed it all for us. Yeah. And a, a really neat testimony too is out of the songs that we wrote, we were living together at the time with our grandmother actually. And, and it was our, our dad's mom. And so we were all going through this grieving process together. And I was actually learning the guitar. I was just teaching myself through YouTube and stuff like that. 
And I would just have start playing the guitar and have these melodies, and she'd be like asleep in her room at midnight, <laughs> and I would come like storming in. I have this new melody. Let's write a song. Do you have anything to go with this? And typically, she wouldn't be too happy that I woke her up, but she'd have a. We'd start writing together, and that's literally our first album. Core is just full of those songs that we wrote in that grieving state, but just but they're not like sad songs necessarily. They're just our hearts cry and just really offer a lot of healing. Like when we sing these songs, a lot of we've had a lot of people just say, "That's my heart cry," or "I just love the vulnerability in that." And and God's brought so much healing through this song. And it's just really neat. Alicia said that God's used something that was like so tragic and difficult, but he's using it. He used it not only to help heal us and bring us out of that, but also to help others. And we had started performing these songs at like different churches and things that would ask us to come and sing. And people were just like, man, you have to get these recorded. You have to get these recorded. And actually a friend of our dad's has done some work in Nashville. And and he said, hey, I can get you a really good deal. You can come and record these. And so we're like, all right, Lord, this is a totally new step, but it just, it's amazing how when like God guides you to something and you just step out in faith, like he'll be faithful to provide and to bring things about. You don't have to make it happen on your own. And so we just started praying and asking God for these funds and what to do with that. And one of the churches that we performed at heard that we had this opportunity and just completely put the bill a hundred percent. And so within, it was only like a couple weeks yeah. or something. We called our dad's friend back and was like, all right, we have all the money. <laughs> and he was shocked. Yeah. He couldn't believe it. But yeah, just encouragement for those listening. If you feel like you're stepping out in faith, God's asking you to do something that's beyond your means and just be willing to to trust him and step out anyways, because in our history, he's always been faithful to me and bring us through. <laughs> yeah, that's a really cool story. I think that we don't talk enough about grief specifically. I think that is such a powerful thing that all of us go through. Every single person at some point in time is going to go through that. And I think that we just don't talk about it enough. And I think from a Christian perspective, if you're able to approach it from that viewpoint, I think that we have a different way to look at it. We have, in a sense, a different hope that we can approach grief in that we may not have had or that we didn't have before we were Christians. I don't know when you guys, I don't know when you guys became Christians, but have you been able to compare that or do you see a change in how you uh, can see that now, how you can approach grief with sort of the lens of Christ and through the lens of Christ and the hope that we have in Jesus versus the hope or the way that you would have had to approach that if you did not have that as part of your background? That's a good question because we grew up in church. So like, we just, we don't know a time where we didn't know Jesus. Obviously we were never perfect and things like we didn't always do everything right, but there is something to be said, though, about when the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. Do you believe what you say you believe? Or it's really an opportunity to experience God in a new way that you haven't before in the past. And so how do we know him as healer unless we've been in need of healing or sick? Or how do we know him as comforter if we haven't been in grief? And so that's what I love about serving God is that problems are opportunities to experience a new aspect of him that we haven't before. And so one thing that I found during that process was the peace of God that passes all understanding that scripture talks about that there were some times where we probably should have been losing our minds or should have been not able to do things, but just like 
you felt his presence so tangibly that like you were like under the shadow of the almighty the Psalms talk about. For example, we sang at our dad's funeral. And so just to experience a new level of his presence that like you never would have had you not walked through this trial is something that that really stuck out to me is you are who you say you are. And I'm experiencing that in a way that I wouldn't have any other way. And like how scripture talks that he's near to the brokenhearted and definitely can, I can testify to that, that I felt his nearness during that time in a different way. Yeah. That's what one time Holy Spirit just brought to my attention was that like those who, the scripture that says like those who mourn will be comforted. And because I was, I don't know. It was just one of those days where everything seems to be going wrong. And you just think about all the the loss you faced or the difficult things you've had to overcome and just having a pity party for myself. And why did this happen? Or why did I have to go through this? But then Holy Spirit just revealed it to me that Whitney, yeah, you've had to walk through these things, but you've also been comforted in a way. And you've experienced the presence of God in a way that like not everybody had. Because there's only, there's like some things about God you can only really know through experience like when you go through these difficult times like there's aspects and facets of God like she said you know him as healer because you've been sick and it's you know him as comforter when you have to be comforted and when you go through something that's really difficult and there was uh, one scripture throughout this grieving process of losing our dad that just like really kept being repeated over and over again and one that was really uh, meaningful to us it's in John 12 And starting verse 24, it says, Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And it's a verse that really helped us through that process because, man, it's hard to lose someone. And it's hard. Any loss or any tragedy is hard. Maybe people listening haven't lost a loved one, but they've lost a job or they've lost, you know, their identity. Yeah. They've lost a marriage or maybe they have lost a a spouse or a child or a parent. It's difficult to walk through those things. But when you walk through it with God, so much can come out of it. Like we lose a lot, but God also can bring so much beauty from it. And when you look at just our testimony, we lost our dad who was just a pillar in our life and just someone we loved and, and counted on and expected to have around a little longer out of that loss because we submitted it to God. That's why we have a music ministry. We're here two, almost three albums later of of music that we've recorded. And we've started a nonprofit do missions and we have a podcast and there's like all these things that we lost our dad, but God's given us so much as well. That's impacted hundreds, maybe even thousands of people. I think that's a really neat privilege that we have when we serve Christ is that yeah, we're laying something to rest. Something has died. We've lost something, but there is going to be a harvest and it's going to be bountiful and plentiful. And that's something that non-believers don't necessarily have that confidence. They don't have that assurance, but we as Christians do. And so I'm so grateful that we had the Lord to walk through that whole process. Yeah, absolutely. Whitney, you bring up a really good point, a couple of really good points, actually. But one, in, grief can be experienced in, in so many different ways. Obviously, our conversation right now is, is about losing someone, but we can experience grief in, our, in really profound ways and through just the loss of, even through the, the loss of, of various things in our life that doesn't necessarily 
have to be a losing someone through passing. It can be the loss of a job, loss of a relationship, loss of so many things that we can experience grief in, in just a really profound way. And I think that a lot of people that are outside of Christianity looking into this may be something that they struggle with particularly in that why would a just God, why would a great God, why would a, a perfect God allow something like this to happen? Why would he allow struggle and what I perceive as imperfection to happen in my life? And then we see examples like yours, and we see other examples like this of people that have just really taken this and define their life by it and use it as their passion to fuel their impact of other people and really impact the people in profound ways. And so I think those two examples not only help us deal with grief really well, but are also just a really great testimony and a really great message to you know someone that is not super familiar with the message of Christ and, and the message of Jesus may be confused in a sense by that. So I think what you just said is, is, is really on point to that. Good. Yeah. And I just, grief is just such, you could have a whole podcast series on grief alone. It's just such a unique thing. And I actually, when our dad passed away, I just felt impressed to to write a book on grief. And I did, it's called Beauty for My Ashes. And it's just talking about how you can walk through grief just in a healthy way and with God and what that looks like. Because like you said there, it is, it can be confusing. Like I would be lying if I said the thought didn't cross my mind that like, Hey, my dad was a pastor and he was a really good person. God, like, why did you take him from us? Or like people who are doing evil live such long lives sometimes. And it's like people that have made such great impact on the kingdom and have helped people and things like that. Sometimes their life gets cut short. And so they're definitely are those questions, but as we, and God's not afraid of those questions. I think that's like something that needs to be clarified too, because sometimes we feel like we don't have faith just because we have questions, but just bringing those to God and searching those out, like we may not get all of the answers on this side of, but God can definitely, like I said, bring healing through it and give you direction and guidance and, and brings beautiful things out of the loss. Yeah, so that's a lot about what my book is about, too. Yeah. Now, that's a what's the name of Beauty for My Ashes. Beauty for My Ashes. Okay. Yeah. And is that where is that on Amazon? Where can we find that at? You can find it on our website, alishawinnie.com. Okay. Okay. We have an online store. And so it's on there. It's a small book because I, when I was going through grief, I'm like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to read a huge thing. I just want something that's like short and sweet and to the point. And so when I wrote, that's what I did is just if I could pick out like some of the key things of walking through grief and what would be most helpful, these are the ones I would pick. And so that's what I made, made the book from. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Did you say aliciaandwhitney.com? Yes. Is that what you said? Okay. aliciaandwhitney.com. Yeah, no, absolutely. And definitely want to spend some time diving a little bit deeper into your books. I think both of you have just some really cool content that you're putting out in books and also in your music and definitely want to just spend some time talking about that. And I know we have another episode together. I want to want to spend some time diving a little bit deeper into that. Something that I am curious about, I think you guys have already mentioned that music was a big piece that sort of pulled you through this. And you have obviously used that to impact other people in really cool ways. But for people that might be going through this right now or, or I guess could go through it in the future or might have just come out of that, if you were speaking to those people, would you say there is an importance of allowing people into your life or allowing relationships in your life to really pour into you in specific ways that really help you through 
that process relationally or, or maybe just spend some time talking about their actual relationships that really got you through that aspect of your life? Yeah, it's a double-sided coin on that aspect because you have to be careful and guard your heart during that time as well. People can say things. They may even be well-meaning things, but they can say things or really feed negatively into you during that time as well. And so definitely want to note that. But we were very fortunate to have each other. Before we lost our dad to cancer, our parents when we were 10 and 12, they went through a divorce and that was just, it was a rough time in our family. And so like through the hard times, our relationship became stronger because we just leaned on each other so much. And so again, God knew what he was doing and gave us what we needed ahead of time, even in our relationship. Yeah, definitely. Whether it's a counselor, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a best friend or family member, having someone to process those emotions with and just say, I need to share my feelings and I need, I may need to cry. I may need you to not say anything. I may need just a listening ear, but having that connection point with people is so important because a lot of times our first instinct is to isolate, to put up walls, to grin and bear it on our own kind of thing. But God really puts people into your lives to to help bear one another's burdens, like scripture talks about. And it was the relationships around us, but it was also our relationship with God that grew in a different way. And really, I would encourage people that are Christians or that are searching to just dive into the word and see what people who were in similar situations like you are, like David, or when he lost a child, or when people were going through different things and like, and gleaning from the scriptures, because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so when we read others' testimonies and apply that, and it's encouraging as well to our own walk. Yeah, that's something that a pastor friend of mine told me to do after losing dad was just, he said, go through Psalms and just one chapter a day or whatever, just read. And he's like, I think you're going to hear your heart cry through some of that. And I did because, you know, David was just pretty exhausted at times. He was pretty emotional at times and just faced loss and fear and anxiety and things like that. But what's really cool about the Psalms is that he always points it back to God, your loving kindness or think or just recounting, but you did this for me. And and I know you can do it again type of things. And that's just a great perspective to have because it's okay that we acknowledge that we're going through something difficult. It's okay to acknowledge if you're dealing with depression or if life hasn't turned out like you thought it would be, but we don't we shouldn't stay there. That's the key thing is, is you don't want to camp there. You want to recount, okay, but God, you did this for me in my past. Just our example, like God, you, you brought me through my parents' divorce and just the devastations that that caused. So I know you can bring me through this again, or you brought my friends through whatever situation they went through. So you can do it for me and just recounting those things. But I totally second Alicia with don't isolate. Like it's so easy because you're already And people's words hold such power and weight. They could say one thing and it can literally ruin your whole day. Like I know that's happened to me just when you're that just susceptible to being hurt because you're already going through a difficult thing. It's hard to open up to people, but vulnerability is really what's going to bring healing and what's going to just help facilitate what God has for you in your life. And that's something that I realized, man, it's been eight years And literally just in the last like year and a half, 
God's been talking to me about my vulnerability and how just from that situation, I found myself closing up and just, oh, they don't want to hear about what I'm going through or it doesn't matter. I'll get over it kind of thing. But I've had to really learn the art of of being vulnerable again and communicating and realizing that it's okay that I don't have it all together. Because I think as Christians, we have this mindset that we have to have it all together. We've grown through a loss or a divorce or like whatever we're going through. We need to hurry up and get through it so we can like teach from it and help people from it. And it's just, yeah, God can use that, but just hold up. You don't have to have it. Just let allow yourself the time you need to heal and to get through it just for you and God. And we don't, we don't have to have everything together just because we're Christians. And it doesn't mean that we don't have faith in God. It doesn't mean that he's not our savior and that we're not serving him, but he created us with emotions. <laughs> like I said, it's important that we acknowledge those emotions, work through them, but we don't stay. Emotions are great indicators, but they're horrible dictators. We need to be vulnerable enough to acknowledge like what we're feeling, what we're going through, but then stand on some truth and point back to the word. What does the word say? What is who has God revealed himself through scripture and through your life's experiences? I was just going to comment. I think those are really wise words when you talk about vulnerability. I think that is also amplified potentially right now in the generations that we have coming through with social media in that we see we only see one piece of everyone's life. And so we think that everyone else is not dealing with the things that we are dealing with. And so... I think those are really wise words to say and just the power behind being vulnerable. If you think you guys are great examples of this, I mean, if you guys were not vulnerable in what you guys are going through, your entire ministry is based on that, right? Your music and your books and everything that you do is is really essentially based on vulnerability and everyone is learning from that. So I think that is a really amazing way to just look at that in general, the vulnerability as a strength and as a way to impact people around us. My guess is, and, and I don't know, let me ask you, is that where Coming Up Higher came from, the name for your podcast? Coming Up Higher comes from the verse in Revelation where it talks about come up higher and I'll show you things for the future. So our heart with starting the podcast was just, God, we want to see things from your perspective. Because so many times we're just ground level, like we're in the fight or we're in the situations and we're just seeing it from our vantage point, but there's so much more than what we see. And well, a pastor friend of mine, he talks about the difference between a prophet, a prophetic narrative and a prominent narrative. And the prominent narrative is just is, is what you can see. It's what's on the news. It's what everybody's talking about. It's the easiest narrative to live by because it's, it's, it's tangible. It's what, but then there's always in the background a prophetic narrative going on when that's what God's saying about the situation. That's how he's working in and through it. And that's how he's working all things for your good and just weaving everything throughout. So with our podcast, like that's what we want to do is help people to come up higher, see God, see things from God's perspective and just not buy into to the prominent narrative just because that's what's in front of us. But God's always doing things in the background. Yeah. And it's, we, whether we're sharing inspiration or, or things the Lord's laid on our heart or we're interviewing, I think it's going back to that sharing that we overcome by the, the word of our testimony, sharing other people's stories about how they've overcome what, whether it's, we've had ex gang members, drug addicts, just people that have Ms. America, Ms. America yeah. and how she's overcome like body image issues and just different things that when you hear how Christ brought them through, 
it helps you to see things from an elevated perspective as almost as seeing things from a place of victory versus being in the trenches and you're just in the middle of it. And that's what we love is sharing other people's stories about uh, Christ moving in them because it helps other people come up higher in the process. Yeah. I love it. Really cool name, really catchy name, really great name for a podcast. I really, really encourage our audience to go check that out. So another episode with you guys, and we're going to dive into some of the specifics of kind of what your books and what your songs are about. And so really looking forward to do that. Before we sign off on this episode, again, where is the best place to for people to either follow you or just read about what you're doing? Is still your website is the best place to keep in touch? Yeah, that's a good place to start, aliciaandwhitney.com, and we're on social media, at Alicia and Whitney. You can find our music on our website, all streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, etc. And yeah, we'd love to connect with some new people, so yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And is it A-N-D, Alicia, A-N-D, Whitney.com? Awesome. Thanks so much. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, we've enjoyed it as well. Thanks for joining us in this series as we explore more about who Jesus is. So much in our society has been influenced by his life in some way. Something I think about is that if I wanted to be the best painter I could possibly be, I would probably find the best painter in history to pattern after, maybe Leonardo da Vinci. If I wanted to create a really cool computer company, I would probably follow Steve Jobs. Plus, I don't know, apples are my favorite fruit, so that sort of makes sense. If I wanted to live the best life I possibly could, not just a good life, not even just a great life, but the best life, I would try to find someone who lived life perfectly. The only person I know of who has done that is Jesus. If you heard something today you're curious about, you have questions on, or you simply want to learn how to apply the message that Jesus gave us to your own life, I invite you to reach out. You can contact us just by going to our page at befunbecon.com forward slash Jesus taught me that. I'll see you on the next episode.